Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we worry for Koizumi's safety after he flew away from that volleyball game. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, happy Nintendo Direct happy Day to Nintendo you. Happy Nintendo Direct Day to you too, Patrick. Also, happy Futurama's coming back. <laughs> so weird. Wait, without the voice of Bender as of this As of this recording. recording yeah. Dimash totally coming back. He will he's 100 percent game to come back as he's just waiting for he just wants more money. That's all it is. They'll have him back on board. Guy loves to work. Maybe well, maybe he has Mad World 2 just waiting for him, you know? <laughs> So he's like, I can walk away from this at any moment. I have Mad World 2. Plus, uh, Disenchantment. Is that the name of that show? <laughs> it could be. It's just started like a fourth season <laughs> No one's going to correct us. Um, look, also, uh, the Obi-Wan series has has a, a premiere date. I'm just like, I'm. I, it's... Uh, it, it's a good it's a good day for like announcements about things I'm interested in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a surprise. We I went to bed Monday night having recorded our news episode, mm-hmm. you know, secure in our choice for Skyward Sword NPCs for today. But Nintendo was like, "No." Right. I, we we make plans and Nintendo laughs. <laughs> we will of course get back to determining the best NPC in the Legend of Zelda the Skyward Sword. Next week but today what a fun diversion what a fun diversion we've got to go through a whole nintendo direct and what a nintendo direct we'll get to it in a second because first i have to tell you about the sonic forces borrowing program would you like to borrow my copy of sonic forces for the nintendo switch you can certainly try get on the list and all that all you gotta do is email us at nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com give us a mailing address we can send you my copy of sonic forces maybe my copy of untitled goose game in a sonic forces uh box um that's just something that happens. Uh, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It's a perfect borrowing program. It sounds too easy, and it, yet yeah. it is real. It is both uh, too easy and too real, which makes it perfect. Perfect. Here's another thing you can do. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you leave us a five-star review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we will see it, and we can... Oh, and I got to add... You, um, if you just leave us a star review without writing anything, I can't see that part of it. Mm. But you could do that too. So, but if you leave us a five star review on the US Apple Podcast or write a little something, I know I'm making this sound incredibly difficult. But if you do those Most two people things, people have never reviewed a thing before. <laughs> if so. you do those two things, yeah. we will give you a shout out on the show. If you do one of those things, if you leave us a five star review mm. without leaving a written review, if you review us anywhere else, let us know. Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. We would love to give you a shout out because we genuinely appreciate and love reading all of these reviews. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who has already done so. Um, one more thing. We must we must ask of you. We simply must. Email us your Kirby memories. Email us your favorite Kirby games uh, because we are about to embark on Kirby month. That's five straight weeks of uh, Kirby content. Wall to wall. Um 
And we've got some kind of idea of what we're going to do, but we need your input. We need your memories. Um, so email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, so we can incorporate you into the conversation. Um, Mark, are you very excited for Kirby Month? I am super excited for Kirby Month. Uh, I am even more excited for Kirby Month now that we've seen a little bit of Kirby swallowing a whole car um, or being incapable of swallowing a whole car. This game looks magic. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah, I started playing Planet Robobot, and mm-hmm. um, there's, there's just going to be a lot to dig into. Yes. Um, all right, great, Mark. This is it. This is enough. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the, uh, Wednesday's Nintendo Direct. Forty dang minutes long. Loved every every second of it. Every precious second. Even the thirty minutes of just the Nintendo Direct, like the, the holding the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, Can't get look, enough. That's so fun. I like I like seeing just that little card there when it uh, like fades up to the the white card that just says like due to COVID nineteen and the blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> It's just pure distilled excitement. Yeah. Uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon, why not? <laughs> okay. I'm going to miss that white, uh, you know, due to COVID-19, these games might change. I'm going to miss that card when it goes away eventually. <laughs> in seven years. Uh, yeah. I mean, not to start this off on, on a downer, because I think we both agree that this was a super fun Nintendo Direct. I think so, too. You know, I, I don't know about you, Patrick, but I feel like... Um, I have to watch a Nintendo Direct twice for me to really know how I feel about it, <laughs> because the first, because the first time, yeah, like I'm anticipating the next thing, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what is, what's coming, what's going to be announced, and then after the Nintendo Direct is over, I can watch it again, right? And because I, I'm no longer, you no, no longer have expectations, I no longer have fear. Yeah, that's right. This was me when I, when like Lost was new, where like the episode would come out, and I would be like, okay, I'm gonna watch it, take in all the like the new information, and be like. All right. Okay. Now let me watch it so I can enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> and that, so I uh, after so yeah, that's how with this Nintendo Direct, I watched it twice and um yeah, I think there are so many fun surprises in here and it feels like another Nintendo Direct that truly has something for everybody. Uh yes, as long as you are a fan of either sports or RPGs. Like cuz that's that is largely what's coming to the Switch according to this direct uh this year. Uh, almost exclusively RPGs and sports games. Um but hey, uh I like RPGs and I've liked a sport game before. So like let's do it. Let's let, let's let's uh let let's let's take in Nintendo's 2022. Um well, yes, the barest minimum of Nintendo's 2022, right? True, because it's February, Hopefully. So, so they're not giving away the whole game. No, but you know, they we went into this knowing that they were going to be focused primarily on games coming out in the first half of 2022. Yeah, um, there were a couple Julys in here, a, a smattering of September. Uh, yep, a, a little September, um, and some uh, summers, and the occasional just later this year. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Nintendo, uh, true to their word, are liars. Um, so, uh, you know, they, th- these are games that are that are going to come out throughout the course of the year. Um, Mark, I love that this is so full of surprises um, and is one of those things where, like, 
you know, we didn't have a long time to speculate on this. Um, we as a podcast had zero time to speculate about it. But, you know, everyone has like little thoughts that go through their head. And we were like, oh, I hope we see this. When we see other like game developers and game companies like retweeting it. And we're like, oh, Atlas uh, North America retweeted it. What Atlas game are we going to get? Turns out maybe we didn't. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, it, it, is it Shinji Ito? Is that the... Uh, it's I- Ito is the dude's name, um, the Earthbound guy. Uh, he retweeted it, so we were like, "Is are, is there gonna be? Are we gonna get some Earthbound stuff in here?" Um, and w- I just feel like there are so many things in here that no one had any idea were gonna be included in the presentation. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like in the past few weeks there have been certain like rumors flying around. Right, we've talked about Mario Kart Nine. Right. That was a really Fools. hot topic. Mario Kart Nine with a totally new twist, right? Like right. that was a whole that was a whole thing. Um, there have been rumors of like a one-two switch sequel, which I'm now thinking was you know like something else that was announced was the, the right. Nintendo Switch Sports, right? So it's like it's also funny to see the game of telephone that ends at those rumors. And look, sure, maybe a one-two switch sequel is still in the works, but it certainly feels like. Right, what somebody, what one person was talking about at some point was, became this. Well, yeah. like uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, is that the new Fire Emblem game that was basically done? Right, uh, kind of impossible to know. Um, yeah, and like one two switch, surely the sequel to that would be two three switch, right? <laughs> what would you call the sequel to one two switch? I think one two switch two. <laughs> <laughs> well, following the precedent set forth by Too Fast Too Furious. Oh, I see. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, all right, Mark, should we just start getting into this? Yeah, or... let's do okay, it. Okay, all right. Um, so first up is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is coming out on June 24th, 2022. Uh, as the name implies, it is a Musou game from Bandai Namco based on uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, and in the ex- in the explanation that Takahashi gave for it uh, afterwards, said that it was uh, took place in the same universe, but was a new story. Um, uh, we see Byleth uh, at like one point during at, the, like, the very beginning. very beginning, but then that's kind of it. Byleth is just gone. Um, and the uh, three characters that we see used as playable characters are the heads of the houses, um, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. Uh, Mark, what do you think of Fire Emblem Warriors? So I thought that it was, it's interesting that it's a different story because do you think that that means that it like still takes place in the timeline of three houses? Because they're all younger, so it right, they're takes the young place versions of them. Before yeah. the time jump, uh, spoiler: there's a time jump. Right, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess there's like two ways to view what he said about it being like a different story. Right, yeah. it is that one, they are not just retelling the story of three houses in Muso form. Right, or it is like an alternate timeline where the events of Fire Emblem Three Houses do not happen. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Well, and like just worth noting that um, this is a, I'm not going to say a problem, just a, a recurring thing in these Musou games based on Nintendo properties where they inject uh, either multiversal storytelling or time travel for literally no reason. <laughs> um, like the, the multiversal story of the original Hyrule Warriors is what's fun about it. You get all these different, uh, you know, the, like the Twilight Princess link is in there, the Skyward Sword link. Like it's all... It's it's fun in that way, um, and but the time travel in Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity is 
pointless um, because it's already a flashback. And then uh, within that flashback, a little guardian thing travels back in time. So it, it seems like that's just a device that they like to use. So I could see this being um, like a version of the Three Houses story where there is no Byleth. Where the little guardian from Hyrule Warriors <laughs> yes. Age of Calamity <laughs> that's right. opens up a wormhole That's right, and pulls through. It comes through with Spider-Man <laughs> and Falcon and Black Panther. Yeah. Um, so what I thought was really interesting about this is it feels very much in the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity formula where they're like, hey, like everybody really liked the world of totally uh, Hi- of uh, Breath of the Wild and those characters. So let's bring them into this Musou game and tell another story with them. This feels very similar to what yeah. they're doing with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes where there was a Fire Emblem Warriors. I think it did fine. It must have done well enough to get a sequel. But the Fire Emblem Three Houses is the most successful Fire Emblem game ever. And so what it makes total sense to yeah. you know uh, tie your wagon to that horse, tie uh, your moose out of that horse. <laughs> I love this trend, too, by the way. Like... Uh, first, just sort of abstractly tying a, a Muso to a Nintendo franchise. Uh, vaguely, it's Zelda. Vaguely, it's Fire uh-huh. Emblem. And then being like, no, it's this Zelda. No, <laughs> yeah. it's this Fire Emblem. I think that's a very cool trajectory. Um, and like, you know, there, there were parts of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity that uh, felt like Breath of the Wild. Like there are ways as you're like navigating the map that uh, just like had the same feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there are between battle things in uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, like the Garagmok Monastery or having tea parties or whatever, um, or any of these sort of like social uh, building relationships with the various classmates, uh, this could be like an awesome Musou game. Um, I'm not saying that that's what I'm predicting that what it is. It could just be a regular old like hack and slash where you have to switch between the three main characters. But like, I that don't, could, that would be potential, fun. right? That would be fun if they incorporate more of those elements. Do you? I am trying to remember when we did our episode on nin, what when we were pitching Nintendo Musos, we would want yeah. to see if Fire Emblem came up in that. Who? I guess probably not because there probably already, not, been already one. was one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So pro- probably not because uh, it would have been in defiance of the premise <laughs> of the episode where we were pitching new ideas. But yeah, it's uh, you know, I like and this is something I've always admired about. Um, the Persona series that like they can put out a game like Persona 4 and then they're like, you know what? This is also a fighting game. It's all the same characters. Persona 4 Arena, like it's a cool fighting game. And they can also be like, ah, dancing all night. And so now it is also a rhythm game. And to that I say, Nintendo, copy Atlas more in that way. Because yes. I'm totally happy to get this Musou game. Yeah. What I really want is a Three rhythm Houses game. dancing game though. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh, a Fire Emblem Warrior, or just Fire Emblem Three Steps. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> For me, absolutely. <laughs> um, so cool looking game. Uh, this is uh, June, June 24th. So right at, right at the very edge of that uh, first half of 2022. Up next was Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp with the unofficial release date of April 8th, 2022. Which was, of course, the not official release date that we had seen previously on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Um, nice. Nice to get that just confirmed. Yeah, originally the game was supposed to be released last December, but was uh, delayed in like late October, early November. Mm-hmm. But now officially coming out in April, they call out some of the new additions. Are these new since we last saw the game? Like the I commanding officer so. is now being fully voiced. I think so. I think that's I think that's new. So they've put 
this extra time to good use then. Yeah. Well, and it, it's cool. Like they, in addition to them being voiced, which like, you know, I could take or leave and I may end up turning it off. Um, but the, uh, the voice acting sounded pretty good. Um, and uh, all the characters had like little sort of like attitude it animations. Good. It looked really good. They're, they talk about having two campaigns, one from each of the two Advance Wars games. Um, th- you can fast forward gameplay, so you can skip through attack animations, you can speed them up, mm-hmm. and a reset turn feature. Reset turn feature is huge. Um, so that, like, when you get to a point where, like, oh, I botched this entirely, and just be like, skip back to the beginning <laughs> of the turn and try again. Um, when I was playing Advance Wars, uh, on the Wii, so like the the GBA version on on the Wii U, um, I was <laughs> I was throwing down a um, a save state at the beginning of every turn, um, just because those those games, all tactics games, sort of have that where you're like, uh oh, I ruined everything in one turn. But it feels so much more unforgiving in Advance Wars because when you screw up, um, your if your unit survives, they are way less effective, right? Because they take damage, and then they're less able to deal damage. Um, so, like, it's it's just such it's you know immediately when you you've started to go downhill. So I'm very excited about this reset turn feature. They also call it a high score chasing war room mode. Uh, you can create and share custom maps in the design room, and you can battle other players in local or online multiplayer. Um, so I'm, I'm were, were there custom maps and like make your own levels in the original Advance Wars? I don't Wars? know. That's cool. It's yeah. a cool feature. I know that that was a big part of, God, and I did this last time the game came up. The game that the indie game that is like Advance Wars but not Advance Wars. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm no help because I know exactly what you're referring to. Right. And yet the title is completely totally eludes to both of us. Um, that that had a uh, a make your own scenario and you know share it mode. Um, but this game is uh, shaping up to uh, like it looks very cool. I'm I'm excited about this one. Uh, next up is No Man's Sky, uh, which is coming out summer 2022. Uh, this is a game that started off on PlayStation, went through a bit of a rough patch, um, eventually was like sort of relaunched on PlayStation and everywhere else eventually, um, including in VR and all this other stuff. Um, it was kind of cool to see it uh, advertised the way Nintendo gives like a, a, a peek at games coming up. Um, like I had no concept that there were like, alien races that were like parts of guilds and stuff like that so just sort of like seeing those like character moments uh made me like interested in the game for maybe the first time ever um still probably gonna skip this one though yeah cool that it's coming to switch yeah up next oh boy i this is okay uh this next game is a game that i think a lot of people have wanted for a long time, really only skipped one generation, the Wii U generation. We got one on the GameCube. We got one on the Wii. But I think uh, a lot of people just assumed that we would never get it because we wanted it so much and it seemed so obvious. Mario Strikers Battle League, a new Mario Strikers game. I'm assuming from Next Level Games, the developers of um, the previous Mario Striker games, but also now probably best known as the developers of Luigi's Mansion 2 and 3, uh, Mario Strikers Battle League coming June 10th, 2022. 
What a what a uh, stunning surprise announcement! Strikers is one of those games where like you put it on your bingo card just cause, right? Where you were like, yeah, it'll come back at some point. It would make sense for them to do this. Yes, uh, but they never will. Is always like the, <laughs> right. the sort of ca- caveat there. Um, I gotta say, I love how much this is embracing the style and attitude of the first two Strikers games. Um, it's I think something that we've laughed about on this show before, how like just mean they make uh, everyone like Mario's got like a scowl. Um, and there's this sort of like painterly aesthetic that almost a like street fighter four esque aesthetic uh, to like the box art for these games. And it looks like that is being incorporated directly into the game. Like when you do special moves, there's like a freeze frame and like everything. Yeah, it's almost like street art. A yeah. Little bit. It seems yeah. really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it coming in in June. Yeah, so it's five on five, you know, like soccer, heavy on offense, special moves, special takedowns, special shots, like all that kind of stuff. The thing that I really like about Strikers, and I'm very glad to see, um, is just being amplified in this game. Is I like Mario, like I like Mario Golf. I like, you know, it's like fine. Uh-huh. But Strikers is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, Mario Golf is an arcade golf game, and they do some, like, fun stuff in it. But it's, for the most part, a, a golf game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strikers is loosely a soccer game. It is more right. just, like, an insane battle. Right. I mean, it is, like, the Mario Kartification yes. of soccer, right? That, yeah. like... You know, people are throwing shells at each other. Um, you know, Bowser is twice as tall as Mario. Um, and it all just looks like super exciting and, and cool. I like this thing where uh, the two halves of the soccer field were like coming together. Um, and like one is very clearly related to one team and the other is related to like another team. Uh, I'd, I'll be interested to see like how they set that up. Um, not that. I demand a story of my <laughs> Mario soccer games, but like I'm not going to complain. They're going to justify it somehow. <laughs> uh, eight players mm-hmm. for in a four on four game can play on one switch and it has uh, online multiplayer, including a club mode where you can have up to 20 players in a club. It almost seems like a reputation type thing. Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, you are trying to just become the best club in your tier potentially. Yeah. Well, and like, are you? Com- I don't totally understand like how this club mode works, but Mark, we are going to start an NCS club. Oh yeah, like, absolutely for sure. And uh, everyone listening to this, or the first eighteen of you <laughs> uh, that that can get to it, uh, are get in get in our club. Um, I want us to be the best club around, um, and then I want to be like somewhere in the middle of the, the rankings within the club. Uh, all right, uh, next. Oh. You're excited about this, right? I, I am I am very excited about this. Um, very, very cool. Uh, next up was Splatoon 3 Salmon Run Next Wave. Uh, Splatoon 3, I did we know it was coming out summer 2022? I, I don't think or so. Or just 2022? I thought it was just 2022. So uh, I guess a little confirmation here that Splatoon 3 is coming out this summer. Um, Which would match the timing of the second game at least. Possibly the first game as well. Yeah, wow. I do not remember when the first Splatoon came out. Um, But uh, it was kind of cool to just get a trailer that was only showing off uh, Salmon Run, the co-op mode that we enjoyed so much from Splatoon 2. I was just really happy to see the Salmon Run is coming back for Splatoon 3. I really liked Salmon Run. I 
I got stressed out just watching this trailer, though. I know, me too. Because when that, uh, they show off s- some new salmonoid, boss salmonoids, like, so this fish stick thing, which looks like an amusement park swing ride almost. Yeah. But you, in order to, you can, like, uh, shoot ink up the t- side of the tower and then, like, get to the top for better shots. That thing stressed me out. Uh, the flipper flopper, which is like a, a port, like a porpoise, like a dolphin looking yeah. thing that shoots these hoops that it jumps through, but also they land on the ground and the entire area within the hoop yeah. becomes splatted with paint. Stress me out. But anytime I see my least favorite boss salmonoid is the ones that are like flying and they have the two buckets. Oh yeah. And that you like just open up buckets, occasionally. Yeah. I just seeing those stressed me out. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to like jump back in this. And I know you and I only did it like a couple times in Splatoon 2, but like, man, that's such a fun afternoon of gaming working together um, with, you know, either some randos or some other friends um, to just get lost in um, Salmon Run. I wonder if, oh, and they also showed off another feature, which is throwing the eggs, uh, which uh, crucial. There's so many times when playing uh, Salmon Run where, like, I've got an egg, I'm trying to get back to the thing, and, like, if I could just pass it off to someone else. What a great idea, especially because you can throw it back to, like, the nest or whatever yes, it's called. Yes. Like, so you can put, throw it back to the goal. But also, I it only feels fair that you can add this because the boss salmonoids that they're adding, it just looks like they splat paint everywhere. Yeah. Like, it looks yeah, like yeah. they're adding this because otherwise there would be no way that you could you could win. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It looks it looks difficult. I'm sure just like uh, previous uh, salmon run, the first two waves will be fine, and by that third one, you'll be just like out of your mind <laughs> trying to stay above water. I'm also hoping that with the uh, you know behind the scenes changes mm-hmm. that we've heard about with Nintendo's online infrastructure that um, it'll be a little more, the connections will be a little more consistent. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that happened last year, maybe the year before, um, was that Nintendo switched over all of their um, online servers so that uh, like going forward, they were going to be on different servers. We don't actually know if they're better uh, I, or anything. So I think we, or I certainly do not understand the technical details at all. But I believe the consensus is that it's more modern, and so it sure. is better. But they have been slowly moving games. I They have been slowly adding games to this new system. So they have the, not been moving games the from the old The majority of Nintendo's ones, yeah. games are still on whatever the old system was. Right. Um, if some, and that means Splatoon 2. Yes. Right. So presumably Splatoon 3 will be better. That's the long and short of it. That's the part I understand and <laughs> hope to be true. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, all right, next up is Front Mission First Remake, which is coming out summer 2022. Uh, I'm not familiar with the original uh, Front Mission games. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're Square Enix, like, tactical um, RPGs with, like, a mech kind of aesthetic. Um, it looked very Battletech to me. Um, you know, it was, like, grid-based, but then when you get into combat, you can, like, aim at specific body parts on the other mechs. Um, seems kind of cool. Uh, and they also announced that Front Mission 2, a, a Front Mission 2 remake would also be coming out sometime in the future. Um, so that's not early, uh, 2022. That could be anytime. Um, and just putting a, a flag in it here, this is the first of many Square Enix classics to be remade or revisited for the Nintendo Switch. Is that something they said or it just no. because in this presentation we're about to go through a bunch That's of right. them? Okay. That's right. I am I am noting it here because it is true it's a theme for, for the sure. rest of the presentation. Up next was Disney Speedstorm coming sometime in summer 2022, which is a free-to-play Disney and Pixar kart racer. Um, they specifically show off like 
Mickey Mouse, Sully from Monsters, Inc., Mulan. We also see, like, Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean and Donald Duck. Free to play, huh? Yeah, this feels like a... Uh, a, a mobile title that has been that has gotten a glow up a it little does. bit. It does. Uh, I don't think it's a mobile title. I think it's a, a new game. Um, I don't really have much to say to this other than I thought the aesthetic was boring for what this could be. Um, it seemed a little Disney Infinity-y to me, um, but uh, not even that interesting. Like it, It's weird to me to drop uh, Jack Sparrow into the same universe as mickey and um like pixar characters right yeah like, so in that way i think you're right because that aesthetic definitely feels like disney infinity where they're like yeah. we have to find something that fits a little bit for our halfway design. point uh-huh. yeah um so that <clears throat> that's coming out this summer um uh next up we got a uh, a little thing that's like here, here's a category that our classic franchises coming to switch the first of which is Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which is coming out on April 20th, 2022. So they specifically say that, like, it's improved motion controls from the Wii version. Yeah. Does Or, like, they're improving the motion controls. There were motion controls on Wii. Yes. And those, they're taking motion controls and they are improving them. Does that mean that this version is based on the Wii version of the game and not the, like, a PS3, Xbox 360 versions? I do don't, were, were they not, like, basically all the same game? Because I know Force, Un- Force Unleashed 2 didn't come out on Wii, but the first one came out for, like, everything, right? Well, I just imagine that it was probably, like, similar, but significantly but dumber. different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I never played the Wii version of Force Unleashed, so uh, it's a good question and not one that I have the answer to. Up next was, uh, as part of this classic franchise on Switch, is Assassin's Creed, the Enzio Collection, coming February 17th, 2022. The Ezio Collection! <laughs> Three games, uh, all the Assassin's Creed 2 games, and two short films. They also include special handheld features like touchscreen controls, HD rumble, and optimized on-screen display when you're playing in handheld mode. Which is interesting, and I like it, uh, and I feel like it's not something that we've seen in other games, where that tiny, tiny little font that works just fine on your big TV uh, will no longer play when you are trying to read it in handheld mode. So it's nice that they uh, did that, Uh, and maybe other games are doing it too and just not calling it out, Um, but I, I like seeing it here. Uh, and then uh, next up was SD Gundam Battle Alliance, a game I know nothing about, but looks like a turn-based RPG, um, and that'll be coming out sometime this year. And then, if you're ready for this, oh my God, Chrono Cross: The Radical Dreamers Edition. Let's go, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Arriving April seventh, twenty twenty-two. Patrick, Ed, it was this your tipping point in the yes. Nintendo Direct, where it's just like, okay. Yeah, we have now tipped into great. This is where I went from I'm having a good time to oh my god, the world is changing. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks it looks great. Chrono Cross is a, a game that came out on the like late in the original PlayStation's life uh, life cycle. Um, is a sort of sequel to uh, the legendary Chrono Trigger. Um, is a great but flawed game. Um, and uh, is this like sprawling RPG that takes place over the like two realities. There are up to 40 playable characters. You can't get them all in a single playthrough. There are all these like weird randomized elements. Um, there's a really cool like dialogue system in the game where all of the characters have their own like specific speech.
speech patterns, but they have like they can share a script. So like depending on who you have with you at that time, someone will have that line, but they'll say it the way they say it, um, which is just so super cool. And so it means that like everyone has a different experience of playing through this uh, turn-based RPG that came out on PlayStation. Yeah, I've never played Chrono Cross before, so, oh, I'm, so I'm kind of excited for this opportunity. I You can turn off enemy encounters in this version. Which is weird, because okay. you can see the enemies on the map. <laughs> so, like, they, it, it, when they demonstrated that on uh, the direct here, they just, like, ran up to, and, like, ran around <laughs> the enemy and didn't have to fight it. They call out an enhanced soundtrack, which, looking forward to. Yeah, amazing. Because the original soundtrack, a lot of it is uh, uh, orchestral. A lot of it uh, is, is also, like, synth stuff. Um, great, great, great compositions. Uh, you know, unfortunately compressed on, uh, you know, original PlayStation um, hardware. So, great to have those, like, I assume just, like, remastered versions of, of all that. They're also including Radical Dreamers, which is a text adventure prequel originally released on the Satellaview that was kind of like is more of a sequel to chrono trigger and kind of informs chrono cross is that right i mean it's it's my understanding that it is it is the connective tissue between them uh, beyond the sort of like things that almost read as like uh coincidence uh similarities like in the same way that chrono uh chrono trigger and chrono cross feel like they're related in the same way that like final fantasy 4 and final fantasy 6 are mm. right like oh yeah you both got chocobos there are crystals like all of these things are like the same but you're obviously different worlds and different stories uh and radical dreamers to my understanding has like real connective tissue between the two i thought okay yeah that's awesome i'm uh, like i said i'm very excited to check this out for the first time uh this is number two I'm just I'm marking it off here. This is the second Square Enix game from like the 90s that is coming back on Switch. Uh, it looks like it does have like improved uh, graphics. It's not being like remade entirely, but like everything looks way cleaner. Uh, and especially the pre-rendered backgrounds um, look like they've been uh, recovered at like a higher, uh, you know, pixel rate or whatever. Uh, everything just looks a lot cleaner. Uh, next up excuse me, is Kirby and the Forgotten Land still coming out March 25th, 2022. Uh, and this is the trail. This is the trailer. This is the trailer where they showed off mouthful mode, uh, which is where Kirby tries to inhale something that is too big <laughs> for him to inhale. And so he just has his body wrapped around <laughs> a car, a vending machine, what have you mouth first, his little feet dangling off the end. Um, it's Mark. Is this, uh, Nintendo holding Cappy until like <laughs> you know a, a month before uh, Odyssey releases. Like this is the thing. This is, is big. This feels like an earthquake yeah. in Kirby Dumb for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, Car Mouth. Uh, you're gonna have to. It's gonna be a tough road for any other game in 2022 to impress me as much as Car Mouth does. I mean, if any other video game allows you to swallow whole a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> then we can talk about are you as good as Kirby in the Forgotten yeah. Land? Sequel to Breath of the Wild better bump itself to 2023 because I, in, unless Link is trying to inhale his like motorbike from the, yep. D, from the and Breath not just, of the Wild DLC. Not just inhale it, but he's got to get it like in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> and he st still can't fit the whole thing in there. So like the front tire is still coming out and then he uses that in battle somehow. <laughs> I, I just don't know how anything can measure up. 
Uh, we saw a uh, car mouth, vending machine mouth, cone mouth, scissor lift mouth, <laughs> ring mouth, light bulb mouth, arch mouth, and water balloon mouth. Uh, that means we saw like eight or nine of these things, um, and they will never show us all of them in a, a trailer. So, like, this game is just – there's more of that in this game, Mark. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, we also saw a little bit about how you grow Waddle D Town and getting access to a weapon shop that evolves Kirby's copy abilities, changing both uh, their functionality and the way Kirby looks and, I guess, the way the uh, weapons themselves uh, look. Seems pretty cool. Yeah, that's fun. If they had reversed the order, I think I could have been more excited about the Waddle D Town. Mm -hmm. But once you give me mouthful mode. I know. it's. I mean, it's. How was that not the thing they saved for the end of the direct? Why isn't this Kirby and the mouthful? <laughs> like, that's what the game is. <laughs> I'm still locking on clouds. Yeah, yeah, me too. Living in a world with mouthful mode. I feel a little better about things. Yeah, me too. Up next was a trailer for MLB. I, I shouldn't say trailer. It was a weird vignette, a sketch. Yes. For MLB Let's The Show. Let's downgrade it to skit. Let's call it a skit, Mark. That's what it was. MLB The Show 22. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about this on Tuesday's show, releasing April 5th, 2022. Um, yeah, it... it but there was like a little skit in here featuring uh, the uh, player Otani, um, who I guess pitches and bats. Right. Which, yep. uh, depending on the league, is required. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Um, uh, and yeah, just that there were two of him. And uh, do you know that MLB The Show has a like puppet mascot? Okay, we have what to is talk this about thing? this. What is because this thing? throughout the trailer, like the voiceover is this totally different voice than the and Nintendo. And he's got a real like <laughs> New York attitude like I've been playing baseball for 80 years. And then you see him at the end and he's this like. He's a puppet. He's a puppet. This old man. Yes. Puppet. And somebody who is more familiar with MLB the show. Yeah. Needs to let us know to tell me, what that is. Is this a thing? Was everybody who had played MLB the show before being like it's that's the voice of the puppet. That's that guy. That's uh, Mr. MLB. Because for the rest of us, confusing. Very confusing. I mean, was I delighted that there was a puppet at the very end of this? Of course. Would I have preferred that puppet to be an elderly Japanese dog, Rusty? Yes, absolutely. But it wasn't, so I don't know. We don't really have anything else to say about MLB The Show. But what a bizarre, what a bizarre little presentation. I did think it was neat that they uh, called out specifically um, cross-play and cross-progression uh, between all versions of the game. Yeah. Which does mean that, uh, you know, one of the questions that I asked when we were talking about this on Monday um, was, uh, like, is this going to be a lesser version of the game? And probably graphically, like, yeah, it will be. Um, but the fact that uh, it means that you can take the game on the go um, and then like uh, you know you're in a hotel room you can play with your yeah it's the killer friends. feature of the switch yeah, right yeah, you yeah. can take the show anywhere yep 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 on the road even you could take the show do on the road do you think that puppet features prominently in is there a story mode in the show do you think like when you're making yeah. your selections in the uh, in the game you've chosen simulation <laughs> exactly. mode like it's like the voice in smash brothers except it's it's like weird old man puppet God, I hope so. That would be enough for me to like check it out. <laughs> to check it out for sure. If the whole game is being hosted by this dumb puppet, hundred uh, percent. He is wearing a jersey that says "The Show" on it, so that's cute. 
Uh, next up, we got um, some game collections, uh, and the, the the first of which is the Kingdom Hearts Integrum Masterpiece for Cloud, which of course is coming out today. Um, we talked about this previously. This is the collection of all the Kingdom Hearts. It's a collection of collections um, because the first one is a 1.5 and uh, 2.5 remake. The second one is 2.8 something else. I don't really know. Kingdom Hearts. Um, but uh, as discussed on uh, the last episode, this is not really worth the price tag that they're asking for it and their cloud versions of the game. Right, which also confusing to have a Square Enix game have cloud in the title and have it not refer to the character. Totally. Also, I guess I, I'm not counting this as number three of Square Enix games. Wow. From the past. I'm not counting Patrick it. Patrick is really, his heart is cold towards I'm this. I'm throwing down Kingdom the hammer. Hearts inter, inter, this is the first time that I had heard it referred to the Integrum masterpiece for cloud. And that uh, just threw me. That's, that's, an inter- that's an interesting word. Uh, well, Mark, if you want to talk about interesting words, let's move on to the Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, um, which is coming out on July 8th. Um, this includes Klonoa and Klonoa 2. Games that have a good reputation, yep. platformers from the PlayStation 1 era, I believe. I've never played them, though. No, so, neither have I. Yeah. Are they PlayStation 1 era or PlayStation 2 era? I, I honestly could not Game tell Cubie you. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, if I had to guess, I would say PlayStation 1. But these are um, uh, Konami games. Kind of, I don't know, after so many years of Konami kind of saying, um, you know, ta-ta to video games. Ta-ta! It's interesting to have And them, a good uh, day. <laughs> I said good day. But it's, it's fun to have them back. Yeah, uh, d- t- totally agree. I, depending on the price tag, will absolutely check these out. I want to I wanna know what the Klonoa conversation is about. Uh, last up is the Portal Companion Collection, which is just coming out sometime this year. They were non-specific as to when it's coming out. It includes both Portal and Portal 2, which means that uh, it has the co-op from Portal 2 in it. Uh, both of these games are incredible games. Um, the Portal 1 uh, is so neat and short and concise uh and the portal 2 co-op is some of the most fun i've ever had playing video games uh so like this is truly a staggering like inclusion in the uh, nintendo switch library yeah it's uh yeah it's cool that they're coming to switch for sure also just made me think like oh yeah the first uh the first portal is probably like 15 years old at this point yeah, it's not new. I mean, even even the uh, even Portal Two came out like ten years ago, um, but like just such a phenomenal game. And like the uh, PlayStation Three version, yeah, the orange of, box, yeah, uh, no, of of Portal Two um, uh, is not uh, like playable online anymore at this point. So uh, it, it'll just be cool for there to be another way for people to experience the online play of Portal Two and portable. And portable. God. Up next was Live Alive, which is... Uh, or Live Alive? Live Alive. I don't know. I don't know exactly how you pronounce this name. I, I think there's uh, intentional ambiguity here. Yeah. They say it's some way in the Nintendo, in like the presentation itself. I believe they say Live Alive. Live Alive. Right. Um, well, we'll stick with that then. This is our new Arceus. July 22nd, <laughs> 2022. First time localized outside of Japan. This is... Um, 
apparently a legend. I had I don't yeah. know that I'd ever heard of it before, but it looks really cool. Uh, so yeah, Live Alive is one of those like uh, Square Enix like lost masterpieces that was never localized outside of Japan. Um, it the version of it that we are seeing uh, coming to Switch this summer is an HD 2D remake. I love that this is that it's just becoming their go-to remake engine. I love it. Dragon Quest 3 is going to mm-hmm. be an HD 2D and it works. <laughs> I I like seeing it every time. Yeah, me too. Every ev- mark every time I'm excited by it. Um uh, this is a, a, an RPG that takes place over seven different time periods. Um, you choose the order you're tackling them, and then at the end, so it's like then they walk through it in in the uh, the trailer here, which is really cool. Where it's like prehistoric, the Wild West, um, uh, and you know onward into the future. Which uh, and then a- after all of those time periods are done, they're all tied together in some evidently magical way that I've never experienced because I've never played the game because it's never been outside of Japan. Um, I am very, this is another one where I was like, oh my God. Like, this is another one where the world is different. I'm, I'm very excited. For yeah, this. it looks really cool. I am looking, I definitely plan to pick this up. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, which rolls us right into uh, maybe like the, the centerpiece, I would say, for this presentation, uh, which is Nintendo Switch Sports, a sequel to Wii Sports, uh, coming out on April 29th, pretty soon, honestly, uh, 2022. Um, again, it is a new entry in the Wii Sports franchise. It includes the following sports, Mark. Tennis, bowling, chambara, which is like sword sumo, it looks like. Uh, soccer, badminton, and volleyball. Um, uh, we will be getting uh, golf uh, as part of a, an update later. Um Local and online play. Uh, the online play is interesting because that was not a feature in uh, Wii Sports uh, previously. And uh, oh, speaking of online play, they're doing an online play test uh, February 18th through the 20th. You will need Nintendo Switch Online to participate. But uh, that's cool. That's so soon that we'll get to have like a taste of this game. I th- am surprised that we didn't all feel this coming. Because right. this feels like such a monumental moment that the uh, the earth must have been shaking for weeks leading up to this announcement, and we just we just weren't tuned to it. Yes, yes. Well, you know what was happening is the world was waiting for the Switch to outsell the Wii, and then for Wii Sports as a franchise to just like rear its head, <laughs> open its eyes, glowing red, and say, "Not today." <laughs> I have more copies to sell. This is amazing. Also, you know, we we this is another one where, we, like, we have talked about on this show in the past. It's so sad that like a lot of these Wii franchises, you yeah. know, seemed like orphaned on the Wii. And I'll just start with the name. Love it. How are you going to rename Wii Sports for the Switch generation? You're going to call it. You're going to call it Switch Nintendo Sports. Switch Sports. Uh, I think there's also a. Uh, just baller aspect of putting Nintendo in the name of the game, being like, you want to play Nintendo and you want to play sports? Here, you do it on Nintendo Switch Sports. I thought it was interesting. They are, there are not Miis. Apparently, it looks like there are other yes. avatars you can use. Yes, but they are not Miis. Um, it seems like there's much more cu- like customization. They look more human. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that there are the heavy hitters in here, like tennis and bowling. But there's also like games that weren't there before and and golf they said is going to come in the fall but yeah like it's not just there's no boxing there's right. no um, which smart boxing was baseball. bad baseball wasn't very fun either yeah yeah so it's it's nice that they will end uh the the sword fighting thing chambara 
was not in the original uh, Wii Sports. I think that's a Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, Resort thing. I think so. Um, so like that's a returning, but not from the original Wii Sports. Um, but yeah, badminton, volleyball. They know that racket sports work um, or racket style sports work. Um, and this was a, a game that we they actually showed us. Uh, Koizumi, uh, Koizumi appeared. Uh, <laughs> this was such a weird. This was such. A, I. This is what I love yeah. Nintendo Nintendo Directs for. What a weird sequence where Koizumi shows up. Yeah. And they're like, we're gonna demo this game, and then they go to demo, and the voiceover guy's like, oh, we're we're doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's, it's very strange. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, Koizumi and uh, Takashi, uh, Takahashi um, play a round of volleyball, and we see them. Uh, we both see their on-screen uh, characters, which do appear to be Mies. Oh, see, I thought that they were okay. So maybe I thought in soccer they, they were definitely not had the Mies. Mie faces. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I will have to. We'll have to follow up on this because yeah. To, uh, they did not look when they were showing soccer. Yes, they did not look me like to me. So I, I agree with this one hundred percent. The players that they were playing against were also that like sort of new uh, Nintendo Switch sports characters, uh, but they definitely had the faces of Amiibo. Oh, if nothing else. interesting. Okay. So I, I wonder if there is like uh, a new set of like avatars, like a next generation me or whatever that you can customize uh, and still import old me's. Uh, it's look, there, there, there are a lot of the thing raised more questions than it did answers. You right. You think Nintendo switch sports open and shut, right? We right. got it, but right. no, no, no more mysteries to um, solve. And then of course, Oh, also I thought it was, cool that um soccer will support like the leg strap for yeah. shootout mode and which i think is a neat kind of elaboration on the um uh, motion controls mm -hmm. and also i'm assuming if you have one from wing ring fit adventure which a lot of people do right that you'll be able to use that 18 or, million people do right or if you buy the uh physical version of nintendo switch sports it'll be included in there too. I think that's a cool use of that. Yeah, which also may just be a good idea even if you do already have the leg strap, if you're going to play two-player with it, right? That you may want to have Seems only <laughs> Right, straps. yeah. Unless you're going to take turns taking it off, putting it the on. That thing gets sweaty. Look, that <laughs> thing gets sweaty in a way that the ring does not, let me tell you. Um, this is so cool. Uh, it's, I mean... It seems weird to be celebrating uh, Wii Sports in 2022, but like, you know, one of our uh, first episodes of this show, maybe like episode 10 or something, uh, I had my parents on to talk about playing 1-2 Switch together, which is a game that they sort of liked and like could sort of wrap their heads around, but it's not Wii Sports. Um, if I have my parents over now and we can play Nintendo Switch Sports, they're going to have a great time. But I think it was so, looking back on it, I think it there's no reason that Nintendo couldn't have done Nintendo Switch Sports first. And I think it is was very, very smart that they did not, that they are waiting until now. Because yeah. I think they needed that and understood that they needed that clean break from the Wii era. Yeah, totally. And even though like the Joy-Con have motion controls in it, it needed to be like, no, this is a different type of system. This is not the Wii. This right. is not That's the Wii That's not U. who we are anymore. This is a totally different thing. And now that the Switch is like so successful and has such like a... a wide variety of games from a wide variety yes. of publishers yeah. that they can bring it back. And I think people will like us will celebrate it more instead of just being like, I can't believe we're getting another version of this. Yeah. You know what they need to do? They need to uh, bundle Nintendo switch sports 
with switches. Oh, this holiday. Yeah. I can totally see that. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. Man, what, what, what a cool surprising announcement. Um, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm just straight up excited for this. Yeah, me too. And I, I think your point about like playing it with your parents, playing it with like other people. That was one thing that the, we, and we sports was so good at and yeah. I think it, it'll be really fun to have that on the switch as well I think especially also in like the uh COVID era and you know who knows we're always like coming into and out of lockdowns and what what, what have you at this point and probably will for the next couple of years right um that I think just every winter we're gonna uh, approach a period where like people just aren't going out um and uh that everyone has gotten so used to getting on FaceTime with their friends or with their um uh, family or Zoom, you know, or whatever. Um, and now that there could just be something like this to play with people over long distances that are casually playing games, like it's 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 just a, a slam dunk for me. Also, super funny when Koizumi like flies away at the end. Flies away. He just straight up flies away. <laughs> Plays volleyball. Probably gets worn out. Doesn't even have some orange slices, and then flies away. <laughs> what a funny segment. Uh, the best. Um, next up is Taiko no, <laughs> sorry, Taiko no uh, Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. It's another uh, Taiko Drum Master song or uh, game. Uh, it includes seventy six songs, including the uh, an orchestrated Legend of Zelda theme. And there's a practice mode where you can select just individual portions of a song to practice, which uh, is something I've wanted in a Guitar Hero rhythm style game. Uh, kind of forever uh, and there is a paid in-game subscription that gives you access to over 500 songs they did not say how much that subscription would cost um, but this seems like a pretty robust offering if you are interested in the uh, Tycho drum master style games. yeah i mean for sure wake me up if the subscription service has the legend of zelda theme version from donkey konga oh my gosh it's so it's that's not orchestrated though that's like a big band right <laughs> Uh, also, wake me up if uh, Evanescence's uh, "Wake Me Up" is uh, also on this song list. We next had some updates from games that uh, we have already existed, <laughs> or the, we knew existed. This is funny because it's a it's a almost double use of the term update. <laughs> totally. Uh, first, Triangle Strategy, an update on a game that hasn't been released yet. Coming March 2022, so just next month, there's a demo available now. allows you to play up to Chapter 3, and progress carries over to the main game. Again, smart. Uh, for If no other reason, the time management, I can get a head start yes. on this game a little bit. Uh, yeah, and uh, Triangle Strategy continues to look great. I love that there's a three-chapter demo. Um, that, that That's incredible. And let, let me carry that progress over to the full game. Perfect. Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, has release date of June 30th, 2022. This is the big one for me. Metroid Dread is getting an update, which will include Dread Mode, which is... Uh, you it, die in one hit. Yeah. It never, doesn't matter what the Never even attempting that. No. this. I mean, I like a hard mode. I like a, man, there's a lot going on here mode. Uh, but a one hit die... How, how, how? <laughs> Excited to see speedruns of this in the future. Sure. And, but also rookie mode. What, what? With increased recovery. I am into this. The update is out today. Maybe I'll finally go back and be able to defeat, beat, defeat the final boss. Yeah, maybe you will. With uh, rookie mode engaged. Um, After having not played the game for three months, you're just going to go <laughs> back into it. Remember how to play it. <laughs> Why not? There's a there's a rookie mode. Sure, sure, Ex- sure. For people exactly like me. Um, the update is today. And then... 
coming, or I guess yesterday at this point, and boss, boss Rush Mode is the second update coming in April 2022. You say that these are weak. I say I don't care about anything except Rookie Mode. Maybe uh, I'll finally finish this game. So I think even Rookie Mode uh, is a half measure and is not good enough. Uh, Mark, when you are battling Razorbeak at the end, do you think he's throwing out healing items all that frequently? <laughs> he's still going to roll you um, because being able to gain a little bit more health from those health upgrades will not change the dynamics in that final battle. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that one of the biggest problems with uh, Metroid Dread's like difficulty curve is that the Emmy battles uh, freak people out that are not prepared to die over and over again or people who haven't played Metroid in a long time and are coming back to it. Um, my brother, for one, uh, hit the first like m like actually challenging Emmy room and was like, oh, I can't do this because he died a couple times. Um, I have a, a friend whose father was uh, working on the game and also couldn't get past the Emmys. Um, and it's just like, that's a problem for the game. Uh, and I think they need to implement like an automatic counter. You know, they always give you that like little cutscene thing where you try to counter the Emmy and the timing changes. So it's like impossible, but if they could just make it so you could always counter the Emmy, mm -hmm. that would make those sections playable for people who haven't, you know, decided to beat their head against the wall uh, totally. and die 30 times to get through one room. Also boss rush mode is really interesting to me because there aren't that many bosses in the game. Unless yep. they're unless they're gonna make you fight like unless they count you know in like the two they do so yeah oh, okay. when when you're fighting like the the sort of more elite Chozo yeah um they were featured in their sort of like montage of uh, bosses that you could fight so like it's bosses and mini bosses it seems um the one thing that I expressed that I would have liked uh, right when Dread came out was if there were more like Emmy challenge rooms that like they would it would just be like sort of a puzzle how do you get through this room without you know, oh, having, be having the Emmy beat you. Because um, you could just, like, iterate on those forever. Yeah. Um, and that is not... I don't know. I, I just... Uh, when I saw a, a Metroid Dread update, I was like, oh, yeah, bring it on. This is going to be great. And then all, all of these, I, I think, are uh, either pointless, Dread mode, get out of here, <laughs> um, or uh, half measures like Rookie mode. Next up. Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings which are Mother 2 and Mother 1, respectively, are coming to the Super NES Switch Online and NES Switch Online uh, today. They're there right now. This I is huge news. I feel like uh, I could feel the world holding its collective breath, just uh, like thinking yes. maybe we were building up to like Mother 3 being revealed um, outside of Japan. Did not happen. I think this is cool. I don't know that I'll ever play Earthbound Beginnings. No, don't. Uh, the, well, the, the, the thing is, uh, you, I think just Mother 3 is not coming yet. I think we are now in a world... This Direct, with the number of... Live Alive is coming to the Nintendo Switch. The first two Mother games are, com are, are out on your Nintendo Switch right now if you're subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, it's, it's incredible. Um, I, I just wanted to share a, a quick uh, text exchange with friend of the show, um, Connor. He was excited about the uh, the the switch. 
uh, and he was noting that, or of uh, the Nintendo Direct, he noted that there's a certain game director that tweeted about a Direct, and boy, am I ready to get hurt. He's referring to uh, Ido-san, who was um, tweeting, like, don't forget to check out the Nintendo Direct, implying Earthbound is on its way, uh, to which I responded, Connor, don't you dare. Mother is a thing that will, either, that will either happen or not happen. It is not a thing about which one hopes. Um, so I have cautioned against too much hope where Earthbound is concerned, but two of the games launched on NSO for nothing today. It's amazing. Sizzle Reel was up next. You got good old Sizzle Reel. You have Zombie Army 4 Dead War coming April 26th. You get uh, Getsu Fumiden Undying Moon, which is available today. Is that... I know that that was announced previously. Was it at yes. an Indie World Showcase, or was it the like it Nintendo was. Direct from last it, year? It was at an Indie World Showcase, which is strange because it's a Konami game, but it uh, seemingly was developed by... It uh, looks cool. I like yeah. the art style of, that, uh, of it a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, Demon Slayer, uh, Kimetsu no Yab- uh, Yaiba. Yabia. The... Mm. Hino Kami Chronicles out June 10th. We don't know anything about that. The Lego Brawls out June. And Two Point Campus out May 17th. All right. Now, Mark, we've been screwing around for like an hour. Let's talk about the news. The biggest news out of this Nintendo Direct, which is DLC for a five-year-old game, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, is coming out, starting to come out as soon as March. I cannot... I love this. This made me so happy for so many reasons. One, I think it is hilarious that they're like, through the end of 2023, we can put those Mario Kart 9 rumors to rest, people. Right. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is here to stay. Yes. It is going to be around for a while. Um, Gobsmacked that this is part of Nintendo Switch Online plus... um, expansion pack. expansion pack the nintendo switch online plus expansion pack has now justified its expense for the first year uh in that it is both the uh mario kart and animal crossing dlc which just those two things together would be 50 bucks um so it's uh i mean it's an alarming value at this point <laughs> also just so many more tracks for mario kart 8 yes. which is all which is all I could ever ask for. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is already is, is the. I would even argue that the original Mario Kart 8, bef- without the DLC tracks, um, is a complete package, a perfect Mario Kart game. Then Deluxe. And I I I will challenge you on that because mm. of battle mode. Great point. Great point. A mostly perfect game. You playing a lot of battle mode. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But so it, it, in any event, uh, the fact that uh, it the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is as complete as it is, uh, and they are going to be bringing um, six more waves of DLC, each wave bringing eight tracks for a grand total of 48 additional tracks coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe over the course of the next two years. Including tracks from Mario Tar- Kart Tour. Yep. Which Double Dash. May as well be new. Yeah. Like Mario Kart Tour. Those and, and yes, these are this is a great point. Uh these are not new tracks. These are all remastered tracks from previous games. But uh so many of the tracks that they've brought back from uh previous entries are remade to the point where they're 
like sort of unrecognizable in anything but aesthetic. Um, like anytime they bring a uh, Super Circuit or original Mario Kart track, they have to do so much to make it a modern Mario Kart track that like it, it's not it's not the same thing. But you know? yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Th- this is just this is exactly what I wanted because I like you're saying, Patrick. I don't know how you improve on Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, so why try right now? Right. Just add to it. Yeah. Just give me more of an amazingly good thing. What do you think this means for the weird rumor that there was a Mario Kart in the works and it had some like new feature to it or new twist to it? I mean, do, I totally believe that it, there a new Mario Kart game is coming. But I also 100% believe that, you know, just like with um, p- there were rumors of a uh, 1-2 Switch sequel. Yeah. And you know, Wii Sport or Nintendo Switch Sports was announced and I can totally see how those wires got crossed. I can, it makes just as much sense to me that through the game of telephone, yes. you know, like new tracks got turned into new, new twists. Yeah. yeah like, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, uh, like, like I said, the, the first wave of DLC here comes out March 18th, um, which is just a couple weeks away at this point. Um, the whole Set uh, is $25, $24.99, but as Mark mentioned, free if you subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Um, and yeah, this will, oh, the w- Wave 1 includes uh, Coconut Mall from uh, Mario Kart Wii, Choco Mountain from Mario Kart 64, and Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour. Um, so that's one whole track, at least, that will basically be brand new to me. Yeah. Oh, I am I am so excited for this. This is incredible. I can't there's like how do you wrap your head we we've talked about this before where like Nintendo puts out a game, they support it for a little while and then like they go dark and then they come back with like a bunch of DLC for it like 2 years later or something. This isn't even that. Like that that's a weird scenario, but this scenario where they put a game out don't change it for five years. And then are like, uh, yeah, now for the next two years, we're going to double the number of tracks in the game. Especially when they're selling like, you know, like yes, 8 million copies of this game a year. Yeah. Right. And five years after release on the switch, not even counting, you know, the Wii U version. It, it like Mario Kart 8 deluxe is just total insanity. So then Nintendo would do this and be like, Five years later, it's like, yeah, I'm completely on board. Everything about this game is just totally insane. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, because uh, I, I suppose there is like one school of thought where it's like, just give me the 48 extra tracks, just dump, dump, dump them all in now, or meter them out through the course of the next two years. How do you feel about it being this sort of like timed release? Like, yeah, I I really prefer it. Yeah. Um, I think it'll it'll keep me going back to Mario Kart eight deluxe instead of if it was all dropped at once i yeah like i don't think i'd be playing to the end of 2023 but to every few weeks every few months have a reason to go back i'd love that that's what i love about splatfest in splatoon like i that kind of stuff is how i want to experience this content yeah Uh, i mean just just phenomenal I, i i could not be more excited about this it's uh it's it's more mario kart 8 like yeah. Yeah, very cool. Finally, the last reveal is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming September 2022. Um featuring uh a, a trailer in the style that a, a lot of these JRPGs are yeah. where it's like incongruous 
footage with voiceover of people yelling at each other, saying things like, how could you turn to their side? What, uh, why haven't you learned the resistance magic? <laughs> Just all kinds of things that, you know, we, we can never really understand. I'm sure there are um, bits of uh, like Xenoblade lore in this that uh, fans are excited about. I did see one of those characters had the uh, the um, Shulk sword. Um, so like that thing's out there. I don't know what it means, um, but it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the game looks good. Right, like it, it is a a pretty game. Um, this is coming out in September. I also like that it like uh it takes place in the future of both games. Yes. So I think it's kind of fun to have you know like those universes converging. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, this is probably a game that I will purchase and play for an hour. <laughs> it's a Xenoblade game it's after all. It's a Xenoblade all. game. That's what I have to do. All right, Mark. That uh closes out the direct. It ran for 40 minutes. We ran for 70 so far. Um, how, how, how'd you feel about it? I feel great. Yeah. It, it was a lot to take in, but I really do feel like there's... Um, I, I really feel like there's something for everybody. I feel like Nintendo, more than any other company, does such a good job of that where, um, yeah, like their Nintendo Directs touch so many bases. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, games that are notably absent from from the lineup here? There's no Metroid Dread Four. There's no Breath of the Wild Two. There's no Metroid Prime uh, Remake. Did I say Metroid Dread Four? Okay, I meant Metroid Prime Four. Um, but you know, n- none of those like uh, not none, but very few of like the sort of marquee. Like we know they're out there. We know I they're mean, out there. Other yeah. not mentioned on you know like Bayonetta three. We just right. you know was recently last year confirmed for twenty twenty two. I it it does not worry me. It's only February. We right. know that Nintendo does not show their hand this early. The fact that um there are so many games like this first part of the year. So many coming out in June. Like yeah. there's just a What's lot going on in June. There's just a lot going on. Plus you know like historically they have had. Um, if there's no E3, who knows what will happen? But historically, they've had directs in June, right? And then another one 2020 later. Twenty twenty, notwithstanding. Yeah. So yeah. I, so there is so much more of the year to cover. I, I will go to bed satiated tonight. Yeah. I, I mean, we, uh, we, we ate, we ate well, uh, and will eat well, uh, through the rest of the year. Um, I, I gotta say, it was very, uh, nice to have that sort of like weird Nintendo moment of uh, Takahashi and Koizumi playing a, what is effectively a Wii sports title together on the uh, presentation. Um, You know, just, just when, just when you miss like Star Fox puppets or, you know, weird little bits that they're doing, uh, they just go ahead and do one again. And we always have a weird old man puppet from the show no, to tide for us over. Real. If anyone knows what that puppet's deal is, like, please email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. All right. I Mark, almost hope yeah. that it's a non sequitur, that like too, there is too. no explanation. <laughs> it's never been heard of before. Right. Never right. seen again, has no connection to the franchise. Do you think he's related to uh, Statler and Waldorf from I the Muppets? A hundred percent do. Yeah, he's like yeah. the third one that they don't <laughs> invite. Even he's like a little too brash for him, because he's used to baseball heckling. They're like theater hecklers. <laughs> they're theater. They're more highbrow. He's he he's bringing the chewing tobacco. Right, and they don't like that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Let's uh, let's close this out. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. What did you think of the Nintendo Direct? Uh, Email us, tweet at us. Uh, We would love to 
have your input. And again, we promise that we will determine the best Skyward Sword NPC next week. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can give us a rating on Spotify. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8bitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying Mother 3 will come out on Switch at some point, but you mustn't hope for it. Thank you for listening. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Collectors Club, Club. you're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.